0: All welcome, welcome, welcome
1: to Sunday, Sunday morning. Um, it's kind of dreary here in Denver. Is it sunny in San Antonio? No.
2: <laughs> it's dreary in Georgia, too.
1: Georgia? How Southeast about Al- Georgia. Albuquerque?
2: Sunny in New Mexico.
1: All right. <laughs> I trust right that. I trust sunny that. New in Florida. Too. Oh. And how's Florida? Sunny. Sunny, oh my, all right.
2: Hot. Sunny.
1: Sunny in California. And, in
0: LA. <laughs>
1: hey, what's going on in Pueblo?
0: <clears throat> it's it's cloudy down here. It's overcast. Yeah.
1: Is that your is it never mind. <laughs> I, I promised that would be nice. <laughs>
0: Go ahead and say it.
1: <laughs> I was thinking it.
0: because going we'll explode sure you if picked, you don't. You,
1: you picked up when I was thinking it. <laughs> no, uh, we'll get to that. You'll, you'll, you'll recognize it on the chart when we get there. Um, so we're going to talk about an overview, <laughs> overview of lessons uh, 121 through 140. Um, if you can find uh Roman numeral three in the workbook, table of contents, the middle, the middle book, the workbook, table of contents is in the front of the workbook, and it's Roman numeral three, it's the uh, table of contents. I wanted to just uh, kind of get an overview of what the workbook was all about, how it was structured, and, uh, and then we'll specifically get into um, talking about lessons, uh, 121 through 140 and how that fits in kind of geographically and also in terms of quantity. So um in the first there's the workbook's broken up into two parts. Um basically lesson 1 through I, I forget what it is lesson 220 something like that. Yeah. Lesson 1 through lesson 120. And and in the first part of the workbook uh he starts out with the 50 first lessons. Usually, they're a little about one page or so in length or less. And um, they really, th- those first 50 lessons in the workbook, really lay down the basic metaphysics. It's kind of like laying down the chart. In um, those first 50 lessons, the first two thirds up to about lesson 34, 33, really lay down the world the way we see it from the ego's point of view. And then thirty-four through fifty, what it means to see the world and have a right-minded experience through the Holy Spirit's eyes. So that's the first fifty lessons. He's really just laying down basics, <laughs> kind of like what we're doing on trying to do on Monday nights. And then um, then he always has ten review lessons after he does a set. So after the first fifty fundamental lessons, he has a review of those lessons. And, th- and that review from lesson 51 through 60, and I'm on page four, Roman numeral four, four in the uh, table of contents for the workbook. Uh, the review lessons 51 through 60 are, are real succinct. If you just want a, a quick shot in the arm, turn to any of those 51 through 60 and you'll get a real <laughs> kind of nudge in what direction you might be going down that's the wrong road and, and a nudge to go down the right road. So I really, I really like those, uh, how clear, how crisp the, those le- review lessons are from 51 through 60. And he says a lot of stuff in those review lessons that he does not say in the actual first 50 lessons. Um, probably the same basic content, but he, he just kind of has a, a way of fine-tuning it. Then, then he starts on this whole series, once again, the first part of the workbook, of having 20 kind of longer lessons, long, hard-hitting lessons that really uh, flesh out those 50, uh, first 50 lessons. So Lesson 61 through 80 um, is a whole set of lessons um, focusing on um, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, really kind of like brings out the idea of forgiveness and what, what that is all about. And then once again, he has another set of review lessons, lessons 81 through 90. And then he starts the 2010 routines. So then he has another 20 longer lessons, um, 91 through 110. And then he has 20 review lessons. And finally, getting to the set, we're gonna be talking about lessons, uh, and I'm on Roman numeral now number six VI in the table of contents for the workbook, lessons 121 through 140 um, really get longer. In fact, the next three sets of 20 lessons, 121 through 140, and then uh, 151 through 170, 181 through the end of the first part of the workbook, they're all pretty long lessons. They're all like at least two or three pages each. And in this first set of fairly long lessons, 121 through 140. This is actually the longest. <laughs> They're all about 50 pages, but this, one's, this set of 121 through 140 is a little bit longer than the last two sets of 20. Um, and in this set of 121 through 140, he's gonna focus on three main ideas. He's gonna focus on forgiveness for about the first seven lessons in, in that set of 20. And then he's gonna turn to comparing the unreal world with the real world. And for about seven lessons or so. And then finally in the last seven or so lessons in that set, he's gonna focus on healing. So the big th- three topics in this set of lessons that we'll be doing on Sundays for the next whatever, <laughs> 20 Sundays, 21 Sundays. The, uh, the three big topics are forgiveness, the world and the way we see it, whether through the ego's eyes or the Holy Spirit's eyes. And then finally, what is healing all about? Where is healing? How do we heal? (laughs) Why should we heal? So forgiveness, the world and healing. Those are the three big topics that he really expands um, in this uh, first big, large set of lessons. It, It covers about 51 pages in the workbook. And then he has a review lesson again of those guys. Um, and then he has another set of 20, another set of review lessons for 10 lessons, et cetera, et cetera, until he gets to part two of the workbook where the lessons become extremely short compared to what he's been doing. <laughs> and they're they're basically, in part two of the workbook, they're really prayers we say to the father for the most part. Um, pretty much, hopefully, in part one, we got a little bit, or, or more than a little bit of the metaphysics down. And then in lesson 121, we begin to pray to God the Father to actually have that experience that was developed and, and talked about in the first part of the workbook. So any, any thoughts or questions about any of that workbook? Um, just in terms of the table of contents. Alright, um, let's see, in these, uh, in these lessons 121 through 140, um, and we'll just kind of briefly go over um, them today, he, uh, two of the longest lessons in the workbook are in this section lesson 135 and lesson 136 to a little, I mean, they, they go on for four or five pages. <laughs> you, you need a couple of days, probably just to read <laughs> what they say. Um, and then, and then certainly if you're doing journey through the workbook, I think he, he spends like 15 pages on each one. So <laughs> it's a little daunting. <laughs> don't, don't just don't get too overwhelmed if, and when you get to those. <laughs> um, yeah. So one thirty-five and one thirty-six. If I defend myself, I am attacked. One thirty-five, and then uh, one thirty-six. Sickness is a defense against the truth, and basically one thirty-five. Once again, one thirty-five through for, uh, through one forty are all about uh, healing. What healing is, where healing is. So, as a let's see, covered that that that. As an opening meditation, I wanted to look at, um, in the, in the first third of these lessons, 121 through 140, wanted to look at, uh, I think it's Lesson 122. And it's page 217 in the workbook. And, um, so uh, the first part, first seven lessons or so are, are all about forgiveness. And here he's going to present the idea of forgiveness to destroy. Like there is wrong-minded forgiveness, <laughs> not very nice, <laughs> looks nice on the surface. And then there's right-minded forgiveness. But it, without using the phrase forgiveness to destroy, which he uses much later on in the Song of Prayer, in a couple of these lessons, he's going to develop what he means by forgiveness to destroy without actually talking about it. Um, so he's really going to, like, expand this idea of forgiveness, what it means from, from his point of view, from Jesus's point of view. So paragraph, what he does in these lesson titles is, uh, and normally what he does is, is he talks about, it's a, usually a pretty nice lesson title, sometimes not all the time, but it's, you know, Forgiveness offers everything I want. I mean, that's nice. (laughs) Nobody's going to like deny that. That sounds good. (laughs) Forgiveness offers everything I want. Not just some things I want, but everything I want. And usually what he does um, in these lesson titles, and it kind of messes with us, he lays down this really nice idea from his point of view, from a right-minded point of view, when we see things through the Holy Spirit's eyes. And then he usually in the first few paragraphs, he talks about what it's like not to do that because <laughs> he's, he's teaching the course by comparison. So he's explaining the way we see things through the ego's eyes. And then he's he's talking about um, uh, the way we see things through the Holy Spirit's eyes. And in that comparison, he's really setting up a choice. Do you want to feel this way <laughs> or do you want to feel this way? For example, on the chart, one of the ways of looking at the chart is, so our experience in heaven, we were all happy in heaven, you know, sitting around holding hands. Actually, there's no hands in heaven to hold, but (laughs) whatever oneness is, we were doing that in heaven. And then what seemed to happen is we stepped outside of that experience of oneness in heaven, our true identity, and we considered the tiny, mad idea of separation. What would it be like to be separate from heaven am i sounding okay am i breaking up or so far says so good righty. so we with, with we just kind of like played around with the idea of leaving heaven and seeing what that would be like the tiny mad idea tiny is it's really absurd it's a little it's uh, it's insignificant mad it's in it's crazy we can't leave heaven even. you can't stop Stop being what you truly are. And then idea. It was just an idea. <laughs> it was a bad idea, but it was just an idea. The tiny, mad idea that we could be separate, step outside of heaven and be separate from oneness. And in, uh, in doing that, he, he, he says we entered this experience of lowercase mind, M-I-N-D, mind. And if you have speaker view, you know how to click it on. You might want to put it on speaker view just so you see this better for a little while. So we go into this experience of the mind where we're playing around with this tiny mad idea of separation. And, and at that point, there's basically three parts of the mind. Um, there's the part of us that's what, he, what Ken Wapner calls the decision maker that's looking at that tiny mad idea. It's uh, the son of God pretending he can actually look at something that's not part of him. And in this case, it's the tiny mad idea of separation. So we look at that idea and we have two reactions to it. One reaction is what the course calls the right mind or looking at that idea of separation through the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. And, And realizing it's pretty silly. We just smile at it. We do the smiley face, we do the happy face. And, and we just let it go. Because I mean, it, it's absurd, it's tiny, it's crazy and we can't do it anyway. And then the other part of us looked at that tiny mad idea, of course calls that the wrong mind or the ego and wanted to take it seriously and run with it. And it was a very sad thought, <laughs> it was an angry thought. It was everything that a thought could be not in heaven. Sad, bored, uh, ticked off, whatever. Anything that's not in heaven, that was the ego's reaction to the tiny man idea. That's what the ego wanted to experience. Something outside of heaven. Something not peaceful. Something not joined. Something that could be separate. So... Of course, the story goes that the Course develops is that this decision maker that's choosing to look at this thought either through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, realize it's silly, smile at it, let it go, or through the ego's eyes, take it seriously and see if it could experience all those things that aren't in heaven. The decision maker, of course, runs with the ego. running with the pack running with the wolves running with the bad guys run with this idea of separation and take it seriously so we kind of move our focus into what the course calls the wrong mind and we start seeing ourselves and each other as minds through the ego's eyes and at that point um we still are sort of aware of the Holy Spirit inside of us saying, that's really silly. Don't do that. <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> and you're not going to feel very good while you're trying to do that. So what, th- what we do rather than let, let all this craziness go is we project this idea of separation onto our world and each of us becomes a stick figure in the world separate from each other with a whole new identity as a body and a personality and definitely separate from your body and personality. So the reason we we project this idea of separation onto the world is for two reasons. We forget we have a choice. We we forget we even have a mind. (laughs) And now we think we're running around like a stick figure in the world in opposition most of the time to all the other stick figures in the world that's why the our our arrow is pointing against each other pushing each other away disjointed not joined separate so it w- we went from here being aware we had a choice to being in the wrong mind an experience of sadness and and basically rage, if you want to look at it that way. And then rather than let all that go, we wind up believing we're in a world, we forget we have a choice, we forget we have a mind, we forget we could access the Holy Spirit and ask to see the world differently, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when the Course talks about forgiveness, he's talking about moving back from this experience of ourselves in the world to an awareness internally that we have a choice between the voice of separation, the ego, or the voice of the Holy Spirit forgiveness. So at first we, we begin to fess up that maybe maybe I do have an internal place. Maybe I could choose a different teacher, a different guide in looking at all this, <laughs> all this stuff especially my role in the world as a seeming figure in the world. That it's possible to see myself through the eyes of the Holy Spirit instead of the eyes of the ego. But first I have to even begin to admit the possibility I might have this internal place where I can make that choice. So when we begin to do that, we go back to the right mind. We kind of hook up with the Holy Spirit and then we still see a world, but suddenly I'm a happy stick figure in the world. <laughs> I'm not a sad, depressed stick figure in the world. I still sort of see bodies, but the bodies seem to be in some way, shape, or form beyond, beyond our awareness of bodies that were are joined. We're joined already. We're already kind of connected at, at this level the mind, but we're still seeing world and we're still seeing seeming figures in the world. But when we look through the Holy Spirit's eyes, it's a happy world. (laughs) When we look through the ego's eyes, it's a very sad and and sometimes angry world. So uh, what he's going to do in these lessons is try to get us to look at that. (laughs) The idea of forgiveness is always, am I willing to let go of Believing all this, moving through my awareness that I am choosing an internal teacher, and then actually choosing something else. So forgiveness in the course is always about not forgiving somebody else in the world, but letting go of this guy and moving over to this guy as our internal guide, as our internal teacher. That's what forgiveness is always, always is. And that's what he's going to express in these seven or eight lessons on forgiveness. Forgiveness does not happen here. Forgiveness does not happen here. <laughs> forgiveness happens when we let go of believing in all this. And we actually begin to see the world through the eyes, the vision, the Course calls it, the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And, and healing is the same thing. Healing in the world is not, well, healing in the course is not about healing this poor body down here. It's not even about, about healing anything going on in the wrong mind. It's about letting go of um, believing, letting go of taking the tiny mad idea seriously and choosing another teacher. And then whatever happens in the world, I'll feel healed. (laughs) Because now i got the good guy as my teacher. I'm seeing myself as a body. Even if the body seems to be sick, I'll still have peace of mind. I'll still know I'm not this body. I'll still know you're not that body, even if your body's sick. So healing in the course is simply moving from the wrong mind to the right mind. From letting go of the ego as our teacher and choosing the Holy Spirit as our teacher. That's what forgiveness is, and that's what healing is. They're really synonymous. I mean, you know, in time and space, we talk about those words like they're different. But it's part of the ego's trap is to focus forgiveness and healing in the world and not realize it's got nothing to do with this. It's all about moving back here. Any thoughts or comments or questions about that? (laughs) Because that's really the whole course in a nutshell. That's certainly what he's going to go over in these lessons, 121 through 140. Any anything?
3: That's a great simple chart. Thank you. (laughs) 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 Really clear distilled and simple. Thanks.
1: Jesus made me do it. (laughs) I think Ken had a hand in it too. (laughs) Actually, I got four charts over there in the corner and I'm like, okay, what, what do you want me to, and this charge is like levitated right now. I'm teasing. (laughs) It kind of jumped out. (laughs) I was like, I don't know about that chart. I haven't used that one in a while. You know, he's like, go ahead, use that one. (laughs) But anyway, thanks. Thanks. Go ahead, Dave.
0: So um, sometimes connecting with the uh, <clears throat> our our inner teacher, Holy Holy Spirit, is uh, it, it's not as easy as <laughs> as one you know <clears throat> as we talk about. Sometimes it just uh, uh <clears throat> it's just um, I don't know. I hope you are going to go into some practical. <laughs> examples
1: you are or you're you're not
0: I'm hoping you are
1: oh oh, oh. no you can give me one if you want or two or three or four or
0: five (laughs) well um I uh I got about two hours sleep last night so I'm (laughs) I'm 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 gonna listen to you (laughs) that's
1: good okay got it all right We'll see what happens. Thanks, Dave. Anybody else? Part of the and 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 we've been going over this. Lynn went over it the other day when we're looking at chapter twenty-one and and just finished up on chapter twenty. But he talks about what how we make the decision to go from here to here difficult. (laughs) We make it look like it's impossible, actually. And, and what he points out is that we're still identifying as an ego, as a body. And then we're trying to bring this into this. And, and, and we don't even admit that's what we're doing. We're trying to hang on to our identity as a body. And certainly we're trying to ha- hang on to our identity as a separate self, separate from Jesus, separate from God separate from everybody on the screen <laughs> but we're trying to hang on to this identity and then we're trying to fix this whole wrong-minded box and instead of just letting it go so what what's happening is we're kind of holding one hand out going help me jesus and then we're like nah maybe not so much <laughs> i mean you, you know it's like or we're going help jesus and then not not really. <laughs> oh help just a little in that way stop <laughs> so i mean there's a lot of fear about letting this go because this is what we're used to this is what we thought worked this is what we thought kept our separate identity intact and moving over here we begin to realize there ain't no separate identity <laughs> i still see stuff in the world which he goes over in the second part of these lessons Moving from seeing this world through sad, angry eyes and seeing this world through the through the Holy Spirit's eyes. But but there seems to be trouble <laughs> if we're still still hanging on to part of this and not admitting it. And you know, it's it's kind of like it 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 tends to feel like we're in conflict without admitting what's really going on.
2: Lynn, you got something? Well, I was, I was thinking of the, the conversation that we had um, whenever it was with the Forgotten Song and uh, the beginning of Chapter 21 that, it, 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 you know, it really points out it's essential for us to understand that we are blind and we are not seeing anything at all, but we think we're seeing. And so we don't let go of it you know to to dave's point one of the things that makes it so difficult for us to let go of um uh, the world we think we're seeing and that includes how we look at ourselves and it includes the thoughts that we have and we don't realize that the one that's looking at that uh is blind and doesn't see at all and what it's looking at It's not there. It's a projection. So until we really can accept the fact that all that we think we're seeing within our own mind, all of the things we think we're seeing externally, all of the things that we think are so real that we're we're literally not seeing anything. So when that really becomes Oh, I get it. You know, lesson number one, nothing I see means anything that includes the thoughts that I think I'm seeing within my own mind. They don't mean anything. Literally, that is not seeing. So when that finally becomes an acceptable idea, we realize, oh, I really would like vision. I really would like to see what I've denied forever (laughs) because it's the truth. How, and the Holy Spirit is the only one that can give us vision. So until, you know, the hanging on is still thinking I'm seeing something that's real, powerful. Yeah. so,
1: So, I mean, we could put throughout this whole thought system blind. I mean, it's really lack of light. It's lack of awareness of what our true identity is, that there is a Holy Spirit, that there is a choice. And, and we're blind to that. So we, we keep ourselves in the dark. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it looks like a nice world some, sometimes, <laughs> but it's really, if I'm looking through the eyes of the ego, this world is a very, very, it, we're blind. We're not seeing who we are. We're not sharing in that experience. So this, this entire thought system is dark and we're blind in the dark, we can't see. It's not only that, that nothing I see means anything, but I see nothing <laughs> because because it means nothing. <laughs> Go ahead, Bruce.
3: <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, and, and the dark light blind <laughs> seeing metaphor extends to where that you know the ego being blind only knows to ask, you know, Jesus, Holy Spirit, you know, come over here and look at look at my nightmare, look at my dark dream, you know, bring your light into this dark dream and fix it for me. And and the Holy Spirit says, No, no, no. <laughs> I, I I'm gently you know, whenever you're ready, get ready to lead you out of that nightmare dream over into the right mind where there is some light and, and then, then you'll feel better. <laughs> yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Good. Thanks. Thanks, Bruce. Abby, did you have something, Abby? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Derek. Derek. How are you? Derek at the end
4: of the pier in Long yeah. Beach. <laughs> That's a <laughs> walk. Cool. Yeah. It's sunny today. I, yeah. I have an example. Uh, I appreciate you um, teaching on the workbook. To me, it's one of the most important parts of the curriculum. Uh, I see the text as the professor teaching and then the workbook is the lab and where the lab rats. You know? And um, more importantly, in the lab is looking and watching. Uh, the the split mind tends to reach. I'm going to reach into the form and try and fix the illusion with my mind and just perpetuate the death. Uh, just an example of idols and images, uh, just, I'm at, I'm at it with an insurance company based on a policy I uh, took and uh, the premiums added up to about 7,500 over the last five years and I tried to uh, get a benefit on the policy. And now I'm going through reams of paperwork to try and get to it. Uh, So then the attack defense cycle began with everything and everyone. But what had transpired, I never, I've never gotten sick to my stomach in my life over anything. And I was up for two nights sick to my stomach saying, ah, I've made a poor financial decision. I've gotten taken, I've gotten roped into this and now they're taking me for a ride. So that was one idol. That, that mind frame, that train of thought, I'm a sucker. and So embarrassment, my wife's a broker, makes good financial decisions. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at her and I'm embarrassed now because I've made a poor decision as a, a male in the household. So there's the specialness, I'm a male, I should make good decisions, I should make good financial decisions. So there there's two more idols I put on the altar and start slaying myself and crucifying myself. So there was the sickness, the emotional harangue, uh, the embarrassment, and then the feeling of being a sucker and just that self-crucifixion over and over and over. And I've gotten out of it as Holy Spirit for just uh, the peace behind it. And it came and saw how, you know, what I thought of was Jesus says, he'll give us the lamp and he'll lead the way to depend on his teaching and Find the lamp in the Christ mind. Just go back to the Christ mind and just get out of that loop. But what I thought of is everything I see and everything I hear is the path of self-destruction. It reinforces the death and the destruction. Uh, and and trying not to reach, but just look and watch. And uh, that, to me, that's the heart of the practice. That's the guts is to just watch the mind and look and look and look. And that's what I think he's telling us over and over and over. Like it's madness to even try and uh, listen and watch the world and to look within and not seek outside myself for this internal peace. It's just, it's amazing. Thanks. Thanks
1: Derek. Yeah. The, uh, when we get caught up in this stuff <laughs> and, and then, it, then when it starts going around and round and round and, um, victims galore especially poor little me and then uh and and you know i start building the federal case and then i start comparing out and then and then on and on and on but i mean we it keeps us i mean jesus isn't very (laughs) in uh we're looking at chapter two we call this is tangential issues the issue is that we chose the wrong teacher but all these issues in the world they seem really important and certainly seem important as bodies he's not asking us to deny that but he's just saying what if that's not the reason you're upset what if this is just to keep you focused from realizing you chose the wrong teacher you cho- chose the angry not very smiley teacher <laughs> and there's a you actually have a choice of seeing everything you're doing even if you know things don't go seemingly well in the world i don't have to get crazy about them i can see the world from this point of view. Same crazy stuff, same world, but it, it is not affecting me because I know you're okay and I'm okay, especially the guys, especially the guys that seem to be victimizing me in that situation. <laughs> Start with them. So let's actually do uh, the meditation I promised like an hour ago. <laughs> Tend to get carried away with with charts. So uh, lesson one twenty two. This is uh, page two seventeen. very nice par- two paragraphs about forgiveness. Lynn Corona, you want to read uh paragraph one and two on page two sixteen? We'll get quiet for a little bit.
2: Forgiveness offers everything I want. What could you want forgiveness does not give? Do you want peace? Forgiveness offers it. Do you want happiness? A quiet mind? A certainty of purpose? A sense of worth and beauty that transcends the world? Do you want care and safety? and the warmth of sure protection always. Do you want a quietness that cannot be disturbed? A gentleness that never can be hurt. A deep abiding comfort and a rest so perfect it can never be upset. All this forgiveness offers you and more. It sparkles on your eyes as you awake and gives you joy with which to meet the day it soothes your forehead while you sleep and rests upon your eyelids so you see no dreams of fear and evil malice and attack and when you wake again It offers you another day of happiness and peace. All this forgiveness offers you and more.
1: Thanks. Thanks. We'll get quiet. I'll bring us out. and gently gently come back i wanted to give uh three examples where jesus um gives us a nice title and then uh <laughs> and then points out what what he thinks that we think we're doing instead <laughs> so lesson 126 um and this is in the set on forgiveness all that i give is given to myself so to wake up to that becomes the real motivation for letting go of our insistency that we're upset for the reason we think because if i'm giving blame and judgment you know and i'm stuck in a situation like derrickson and, and, and i just feel like a victim i'm pointing the finger at, at, at what is victimizing me To have this experience is, you know, is the first big wake-up thing. All that I give is given to myself. If I give blame and condemnation, I get that back. If I give forgiveness and peace, I get that back. So these laws that he's got for a lot of these titles work for both the ego and for the Holy Spirit. All that I give is given to myself. If I give you the the ego's blessing, which is you're condemned to hell (laughs) for what you did to me, then I actually am giving that to myself. However, if I'm willing to see past the seeming victimization, have an experience of moving from blindness over division, looking through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, I'll see that you're not really victimizing me yeah you might be being in a pain in the butt, but what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I might have lost thousands of dollars, but what's that got to do with me? If I'm truly the Son of God and you're truly the Son of God, what's that got to do with anything? You know, drama plays out, drama does what it does. people do people do weird stuff. <laughs> That's what people do. They do weird stuff so but what's that got to do with our true identity as the son of god and if i can experience that am i willing to go there so all that i give is given to myself we don't know that if we knew that we wouldn't need this course (laughs) we'd have all the motivation we'd ever want for letting all this craziness go for feeling like a victim at all so that's what he's talking about today's idea all that i give is given to myself i'm on page 227 lesson 126. today's idea completely alien to the ego meaning we don't know we're doing this well the ego knows it's doing it but then you know we pretend we're a stick figure in the world and we totally forget what that ego is calling the shots today's idea completely alien to the ego and the thinking of the world is crucial to the thought reversal that this course will bring about If you believe, when you believe, if you really believe this statement, there would be no problem in complete forgiveness. When you believe this statement, there will be no problem in complete forgiveness. Certainty of goal, sure direction. You would then understand the means by which salvation comes to you. Switch teachers. (laughs) Ask for help. Help. not and not help fixing this but help in changing my perception of the way i see things and you would not hesitate to use it now you wouldn't hesitate to say help <laughs> you wouldn't say hesitate to say maybe i'm not upset for the reason i think so let us now consider what you do believe <laughs> oh, this is where it gets gory So, I mean, nice title, yeah, (laughs) and the process sounds good, but however, let us consider what you do believe in place of this idea. It seems to you that other people are apart from you and able to behave in ways which have no bearing on you, on your thoughts, nor yours on theirs. Therefore, your attitudes have no effect on them. And their appeals for help are not in any way related to your own. Jesus says we're all crying out to wake up. That's the call for help. Your call for help is my call for help. But I don't see that. When I'm caught up in this drama of the world, my call for help is definitely different than your call for help. (laughs) You're calling to rip me off from my point of view, and I'm calling foul play, (laughs) victimhood. (laughs) Look what you did to me. Therefore, your attitudes have no effect on them, and their appeals for help, true help, are not in any way related to your own. You further think that they can sin without affecting your perception of yourself. They're the bad guys, not me. I'm the innocent victim here. They're different from me, obviously. Look what they did. Once again, this is not a course about behavior. This is not a course about what they did or what I did as a figure here, This is, of course, about changing my internal teacher to how I see all this stuff that seems to be happening in the world. While you can judge their sin and yet remain apart from condemnation and at peace. And then basically he gets into a a pretty lengthy description of forgiveness to destroy. In the world... What he's talking about is if I forgive you for what you did to me behaviorally, Jesus is saying we never address what the real problem was. You know, at best we just think we're being a nice guy and I'll let go of you being a jerk. (laughs) I'll forgive you for being a jerk. Instead of choosing the teacher that's saying there's jerks in the world and victims in the world, I could choose another teacher and see the world differently still do in the world what you do still do, deal appropriately with insurance and finances and keeping a roof over your head, etc. but we won't take it so seriously. And when we do get violated in the world, and then we turn around and say, well, I forgive you for being doing this terrible thing to me. I'm making your sin real. I'm making sin real. And ultimately what I give you sin I give myself sin.
3: Go ahead, Bruce. I, I was thinking, you know, in that example, you know, in an example where there seems to be a conflict, you know, the real benefit, the real payoff is the shared interest and the peace that results from the shared, in, choosing the shared interest. And, you know, on the level of form that might take the, take the form of, you know, you decide instead of, you know, pressing legal charges to go into arbitration with, you know, having talked to somebody on the phone and saying, hey, let's, let's work this out and come to some, you know, mutual agreement and and then it, who knows that you, that may not have been the real reason, but the incidental to that, you might've met somebody in that environment that <laughs> in turn led to some other cool thing that you had no idea was going to happen. But, cause we don't, we don't, we have such a tiny little vision on everything, don't we? Yeah. I don't know. Just in case that's helpful. <laughs> I find, I find that there's some, you know, a few things like that. When I look back, I realize Oh, well, if I hadn't done this, I, I would have never met this person or, you know, whatever. So kind of thing.
1: So it's not like, I mean, the Course talks about, like, Jesus is going to walk us into situations. <laughs> no, nah, nah, not like that. I mean, that that kind of gets crazy real fast, because why why'd he walk me into this situation? <laughs> How come I got to walk into this situation and, and somebody else didn't? No, Jesus doesn't walk us into situations. We walk ourselves into situations, and then we don't admit we did that. And then once again, it's not about the situation. It's just how about how I perceive any anybody, you or me, in that given situation. So you know, on the surface, we go to the dentist to get our teeth fixed. No, we don't. Not from Jesus's point of view. (laughs) We go to the dentist with the excuse of getting our teeth fixed. But am I willing to see him the way God sees him? Am I willing to see me in that moment, in that situation with the dentist, the way Jesus sees both of us? That's what that situation is about, because if I'm not doing that, I'm going to be a victim for sure. (laughs) He's going to mess up my tooth or he did a good job before. How come he didn't do a good job now? Or, oh, he did a good job. God, I hope he does a good job in the future. (laughs) I mean, it just goes on and on and on. If I'm looking at at that situation with the dentist through the eyes of the ego, either I'm in agony already because I'm feeling victimized, or I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. If I'm looking at that situation through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, I'll, uh, on some level, I'll ask to see the dentist the way Jesus does. Meaning he's a son of God, and so am I. And we're just sons of God, just waking up to that together. With the excuse I've my teeth work done, <laughs> whatever the situation is. We just watched uh, Netflix has a great movie out, (laughs) Conspiracy, what is it, the the Chicago 7, (laughs) going back to the 60s, William Kunstler and Abby Hoffman and Rennie Davis and Jerry Rubin, oh my God, (laughs) talk about a blast from the past. And it's Aaron Sorkins. I mean, he's good. <laughs> he knows government. He, he, he writes these really insightful one-liners, like one after another. You almost have to stop the video and, and take it in half the time. The actors are all great. Mark Ryland's playing William Kunstler. But I mean, it's serious drama. <laughs> Same drama's going on today. <laughs> you wouldn't even think anything changed since the 60s. <laughs> Protesting and rioting and people getting killed and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, I mean, you know, the world's a mess. <laughs> but if it's possible to see all that mess through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, instead of through the eyes of the ego, things actually begin to change internally. The world might not change. And what is the world in the in the workbook? He said the world is made as an attack on God. <laughs> A place where God could enter not this was made as a place where God could not enter that's why it's it's silly to bring Jesus into this this dream of the wrong mind just asked to see everything differently and then whether it changes in the world or not you'll be okay I'll be okay and I'll know we're okay that's always the lesson whatever I'm doing And if I think it's about something else, I'm, I'm insisting, I'm a body in the world and I am ripe for victimhood. <laughs> Bring it on ego, <laughs> without ever fessing up to that's what we're doing. Any, anything? Thanks Bruce. I wanted to use another example in the uh, world sections, I think, hopefully lesson 129. Paragraph uh, 1 and 2, again, this is on page 235 in the workbook, 235, Lesson 129. Beyond this world, there is a world I want. Not because the world changes, (laughs) but because my perception of the world changes. Beyond this world I think I see is a world I want to see, where I'm not blind to what's truly going on i know i'm upset for the i'm not i know i'm never upset for the reason i think i don't have to go around trying to be a victim and i can see you and me with shared interests like bruce was talking about not shared interests in the world the two shared interests we we share internally one is the ego shared interest of separation it's kind of a drag (laughs) you know it's not a fun shared interest or the shared interest the holy spirit realizing we, we couldn't separate anyway those are our two shared interests we share an ego and we share a holy spirit and then we pretend there's not either one when we get caught up in the world so beyond this world of victims and victimizers is a world i would like to see jesus calls that the real world in other places the world that he sees without victims and victimizers Paragraph one, this is the thought beyond this world, there is a world I want, this is the thought that follows from the one we practiced yesterday, which was the world I see with victims and victors holds nothing that I want. (laughs) You cannot stop with the idea the world is worthless, you just don't stop here, oh yeah this world's really messed up, but then you're just stuck in this whole dark place. You can't stop there. You cannot stop with the idea that the world is worthless, for unless you see there is something else to hope for, you will only be depressed. Well, that's for sure. In chapter 31, he says, men have died on seeing this. <laughs> well, that's a drag. <laughs> There's no hope. I might as well just croak. <laughs> Our emphasis is not on giving up the world, but, <laughs> but, on exchanging it for what is far more satisfying, changing the way we see it, filled with joy, capable of offering you peace. Think you this world can offer that to you, the world we see through the ego's eyes? It might be worth a little time to think once more about the value of this world. Perhaps you will concede there is no loss in letting go all thought of value here, believing i'm a stick figure in a dream but i i don't think it's a dream and i don't think i'm a stick figure i think i'm very real as a tim personality in this tim body perhaps you will concede there's no loss in letting go of all thought of value here the world you see is merciless indeed the world's unstable it could you know the other shoe could drop any second it's cruel people do unfair things to other people it's unconcerned yeah, we're oblivious to other people's pain i'm concerned with you quick to avenge and pitiless with hate it gives but to rescind the world gives but only to take it back and takes away all things that you have cherished for a little while special love i had something good for a while the world took it away i had a loved one they died i had a good job i lost it <laughs> So, and Jesus isn't saying, don't pursue all those kind of things in the world. Just realize it, it's a setup. If you're doing those things with the, with the ego, you're setting them up so that when they fail, you, you'll know you're not the bad guy. You'll know who the victimizer is. And you insist it's not you. Line five, no lasting love is found in the world. For none is here there's no love in the world this is separation and blame and condemnation this is the world of time where all things end is it a loss to find a world instead the world we see through the holy spirit's eyes where losing is impossible where love endures forever hate cannot exist and vengeance has no meaning yeah you put it like that that's not a bad deal (laughs) So once again, you know, he has a nice title. Then he talks about the way we see it as egos and as bodies. And then he goes back to what the real payoff is from his point of view. And so he did that with the worlds. And then in, in the last section, he'll do it with healing. This is lesson 140. Uh, 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 somewhere. Uh, page 270. Lesson 140, only salvation can be said to cure. Thank God, something cures. (laughs) Whatever that is, it sounds good, I'll take it. (laughs) Only salvation can be said to cure. Well, salvation in the Course is realizing I'm not here, letting go of this guy as my teacher and moving over to the Holy Spirit, that's salvation i'm saved the world saved it was already saved i was just pretending it wasn't only salvation can be said to cure only true healing can be said to cure once again healing in the course is letting go of believing i'm a sick figure in the world as a body that's sick realizing it's all because i'm choosing the ego as the teacher And then I look at my poor body through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, and I realize whether my body's sick or not, it's got nothing to do with my peace of mind. A sick body can have peace of mind as much as a healthy body. But (laughs) if I believe I'm a body, that's what's sick. Only salvation can be said to cure my sick belief that I'm a body, period. Healing is when we wake up and realize we're not bodies. Healing is when we wake up and realize I can switch this teacher over to this teacher. That's healing. That's forgiveness. That's salvation. That's atonement. That's how simple this course is. (laughs) Jesus uses a lot of words to kind of trick us here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, come on, and we'll all be healed together. (laughs) But his healing is always this over to this come on in we'll all be forgiven together we'll all hold hands again and be happy but that only depends on whether i let go of this and move over to another teacher only salvation can be said to cure my own belief in sickness cure is a word that cannot be applied to any remedy the world accepts as beneficial meaning cure is not taking place here it's not taking place in the world yeah the dentist fixes my teeth i feel better yeah i go to the hospital i get a broken bone fixed. i feel better i mean that's what the world cures but it doesn't cure the the real issue of hanging on to the a bad teacher whether my body's healed or not cure is a word that cannot be applied to any remedy any situation within this world ...that the world accepts as beneficial, that I as a body accept as beneficial, it's just not what cure Jesus is talking about. What the world perceives as therapeutic is but is only what will make the body feel better. Well, what will make the personality feel better. When it tries to heal the mind, it sees no separation from the body where it thinks the mind exists. In the world, everybody thinks this is the mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. For Jesus, it's an internal place where we choose this or this. this. The mind in the Course is never between my two ears. It's not my brain. It's not anything that's happening in, in, in seemingly inside this body. But we in the world think this that the body has a mind, and that this is the mind, that it's kind of mind central. No, 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 not from the Course's point of view. It takes a while to realize that when Jesus is talking about mind, he's not talking about Tim having a brain. He's talking about a decision maker choosing to believe it is a body with a brain. <laughs> this is the mind this internal place where i made the choice to believe in all this stuff and then uh so where it thinks the mind where the body thinks the mind exists the body's forms of healing thus must substitute illusion for illusion we get this fixed, and then something else happens and we get that fixed, <laughs> and then something else happens and we get that fixed, <laughs> you know, and then then we get a flat on our car and we get that fixed <laughs> and and on and on and on. and there our pets get sick, <laughs> and then our friends and family get sick, et cetera, et cetera line five one belief in sickness just simply is just waiting to take another form. <laughs> one belief in sickness is just waiting for another sickness to come along waiting for the other shoe to drop and so the patient now perceives himself as well when his body gets a little bit better and once again jesus isn't is not saying that's bad he's just saying if we don't address this internal issue we're still going to be looking for trouble we're still going to be waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then we'll know who we believe is responsible for that other shoe dropping. So he goes on in paragraph two. When you heal a body, he is not healed. He merely had a dream. He was a body that could be sick. And in the dream, he found a magic formula to make him well. Magic in the Course just means something in within this experience of time and space that makes us feel better for a while if you have a headache take an aspirin if if that's what you want to do if you're feeling down take a walk if that's what you want to do jesus is not telling us not to do magic but he's saying magic does not fix anything that's real it doesn't fix the real issue of using of taking the ego as our teacher and seeing the world through the ego's eyes in the dream he found a magic formula to make him well do what you do as bodies to feel better yet he is not awakened from the dream It hasn't realized he's chosen the ego as his teacher and he hasn't realized he has another choice and so his mind remains exactly as it was before stuck in the dream stuck believing it's a body without ever admitting its chosen the ego as its teacher he has not seen the light that would awaken him the holy spirit and then the dream what difference does the content of a dream make in reality what difference does the the shape the body's in make (laughs) rich or poor sick body or healthy body it's all still based on me believing I am a body and I'm upset for the reason I think, if I'm looking at my situation through the eyes of the ego and I'm not admitting it. It's always that simple, but man, really complicated. <laughs> we really complicate it. You know, and take your yeah buts to Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, but look, I paid $7,500 in insurance and <laughs> it hasn't paid off, yeah, but look, I just got. F- my car fixed, and now the transmission blew up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but give me a break here, Jesus. Well, Jesus doesn't have anything to do with this stuff. <laughs> Just do what you got to do in time and space. But, but it's choosing a different teacher he's going to help us with. Paragraph 3, the happy dreams the Holy Spirit brings are different from the dreaming of the world. Happy dream in the Course is when we go from here to here is not when the world is suddenly a little bit better because my body got better or because my finances got better or i got a good job that's not the happy dream in the course the happy dream in the course is when we realize we're dreaming <laughs> and we could choose another teacher to look at the dream the happy dreams the holy spirit brings are different from the dreaming of the world where one can merely dream he is awake you know, in the world, we all we, you know we are always running around trying to be spiritual. <laughs> Look, I'm a spiritual kind of guy. What was that song, Lynn, about? I'm a some kind of guy. I'm a new agey kind of guy. <laughs> I, you know, I eat brown rice. <laughs> I talk about feelings. I'm a new agey kind of guy.
2: <laughs> it was a sensitive new age guy. Yeah, I'm one of them.
1: (laughs) I want a sensitive new age gal. (laughs) That's all about this. (laughs) If I'm doing it with the ego, I can still do that stuff with the Holy Spirit and not take it seriously. But if I think being a sensitive new age guy is going to save me, it ain't. (laughs) It just ain't going to save me. (laughs) Changing teachers saves me. Saves me, saves you, saves me, saves me from having to condemn the whole world for look what they did. Uh, and so, yeah, the three big themes throughout this whole thing are forgiveness, and then the way we see the world, and then finally what healing is all about. So that's going to be developed over the next 20 weeks or so. Um, that's what you got to look forward to, if you keep coming back. And uh, Dave Dave Van Dyke, you doing better now, Dave? Did um, I save you
0: yet? <clears throat> oh, man, what a loaded question. <laughs> um, it's easy to pick on
1: you with two hours sleep.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure I can answer you. <laughs> I can't even find any words here. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I realized that that um, um, I haven't been admitting which teacher I'm allowing to, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's interesting how um, quickly the ego's defenses can come up. Um, you know, I, I was <clears throat> taking a walk yesterday and just having a realization that, yeah, <clears throat> of, of course I can trust, trust God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you know, and Really felt myself relax into that, and and man, you know, uh, by evening the the ego is wrapping its tentacles around every <laughs> every concept. Uh, with it can suction get a whole, cups. Uh, yeah, right. With suction cups <laughs> to to uh, to try and reclaim its uh, territory. And so, anyway, it, it's you know, and 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 that's my choice. Uh, I, I recognize that. So I, I got to get. Got to have a come to Jesus moment with Dave, I think. (laughs)
1: Uh Oh, very good. Thanks, Dave. All right. Kathy Cosin, were you trying to tell me something or, oh, you're okay. Okay. (laughs) Very good. Anybody else got any uh, closing arguments or (laughs) challenges or thoughts or questions? Ron Weber, have you heard all this kind of stuff before? Is this brand new for you? Oh, you're on mute, Ron. You're on mute. There you
5: go. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, I'm going on uh, about my fourth year of um, A Course in Miracles, and uh, I've been watching you guys for about a year on YouTube and just really enjoy the the teachings, and I I guess I'm like everybody else here trying to, um, I guess, get a... An idea of the the forgiveness experience and the real world, Uh, whether that's, I guess I've heard it's the first miracle and the final miracle and every miracle in between. So I think we're all looking to stay in that place, but then we hear how much we vacillate back and forth and aren't really sure what we're doing to uh, push that experience away when we say we want it and how how to stay there. all agree we don't like to suffer but how often we continue to find ourselves there uh repeatedly to me is the the frustrating part uh and sometimes i feel guilty about um i guess how often i do that and realize how much pain it's causing me and other people Um, so I, i try to step back from that and realize someone someone said a nice word to me about uh when, you, when you're sensing that, that's the ego, turn that back on the ego. It's not you doing it. Uh, even the desire for the ego is a false desire. So I guess that really helped uh, as we practice the course is recognizing even how often we go back and forth is really I'm not sure metaphysically how that works, but um, you know the Son of God doesn't doesn't want evil and isn't evil. So when we think we keep choosing it, Um, I realize that's only in the split mind and uh, it helps me to recognize um, not to own that um, wishy-washiness and then condemn myself for being wishy-washy. Thanks, Ron.
1: I think uh, it's good to realize, uh, it's helpful to realize, I think, that when, when Jesus compares like only salvation can be said to cure. And then he has us look at what we think healing is. Meaning I'm still hanging on to, in, in my hanging on to believing I'm healing a body or I'm healing some situation in the world or as a body, that's what I think healing is, but that's keeping me stuck from seeing a bigger picture. And I'm stuck on purpose. It's It's a not so subtle way of choosing to believe I'm a body and then pretend I'm not choosing that. So what I'm saying is there is a part of us as a decision maker that really wants to feel good, (laughs) but there really is a part of us as a decision maker that keeps choosing to believe that's going to make me feel good. So part of the process is waking up to what I'm doing, that there is a part of me that's choosing not to feel peaceful and let that part go because there is the part that does want to feel better. However, what's keeping me from going from here to here is I'm still hanging on to some something where I'm justifying my separation, where I'm justifying be, Tim being Tim, where I'm justifying and saying, look what they did to Tim. So it, it's not my desire to go here that's keeping me from going here. It's my, unrecognized desire to stay stuck and i have to bring that to the surface that's why jesus tells us what we really think as an as as an ego because he's trying to bring that to the surface he's trying to bring where we're stuck and we're not recognizing we're stuck so if i'm not feeling peace there's a reason and it's usually an unrecognized reason and if i ask jesus for help he'll walk me through that Lesson five, which is pretty much synonymous with the first step of forgiveness says, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Well, what does the ego believe? I'm always upset for the reason I think. <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll have a whole list of bad guys. So first I have to look at how much, where in not so subtle ways, I'm hanging on to my judgments. And if I'm not feeling peace right now, if I'm not having an experience in the real world, it's only, only, only because I'm still hanging on to a judgment, and usually I'm not admitting it. could be a judgment about you, Could could be a judgment about myself, something I did or didn't do, but there's a definitely a judgment, <laughs> and it's usually something I just don't want to look at, because once it's brought to the light, you know, it, it evaporates, I go here. And then it looks like I've, I come up with another judgment and I'm back here. <laughs> and that's the flip-flop. But to, going from here to here is always, I have to re, re-hang on to another judgment. I got to make up another judgment to hang on to about you or me. About how hard this is to go from here to here. Well, it's hard because it's not my job. <laughs> that's why it's hard. <laughs> it's why I have to say, help. Help. <laughs> We, uh, it's amazing how many times as course students, w- we know this setup, but we just go, oh, I'll just choose the Holy Spirit. And then we don't invite him in. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll do that in five minutes from now. Or I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. Or, or I did it before. Why, where'd he go now? No, we have to do it right this second. We have to say help right this second. Help me see what judgment I'm hanging on to and then invite the Holy Spirit's vision awareness of whatever it is i'm looking at the other guy in me so yeah let's do that (laughs) paragraph 11 and 12 um let's see it's on the bottom of page 271 So I mean, he's talking about asking the Holy Spirit as soon as we get out of bed. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's really referring to asking the Holy Spirit whenever I'm upset about anything, or I'm not feeling peaceful about something, or I'm just not feeling peaceful, period. Invite the Holy Spirit into that awareness. So, Lynn, Corona, you want to read paragraph eleven and twelve and we'll get quiet.
2: Sure. We waken hearing him and let him speak to us five minutes as the day begins and end the day by listening again five minutes more before we go to sleep. Our only preparation is to let our interfering thoughts be laid aside not separately, but all of them as one. They are the same. We have no need to make them different and thus delay the time when we can hear our Father speak to us. We hear him now. We come to him today with nothing in our hands to which we cling, with lifted hearts and listening minds, we pray. Only salvation can be said to cure. Speak to us, Father, that we may be healed. And we will feel salvation cover us with soft protection and with peace so deep that no illusion can disturb our minds, nor offer proof to us that it is real. This will we learn today. And we will say our prayer for healing hourly and take a minute as the hour strikes to hear the answer to our prayer be given us as we attend in silence and in joy this is the day when healing comes to us this is the day when separation ends and we remember who we really are
1: thanks we'll get it quiet i'll bring us out And gently, gently. Everybody have a great Sunday. Thanks, Ron, Ra- Ra- for sharing a little bit of your story before. Thank you, thank you. Thanks
2: for a great meeting, Tim. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And uh, everybody, <laughs> peace and love. Have a great thank you. day. Bye, thank Lynn. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.